Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the program. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. There's Tom at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Director Matthew back in the studio, me at the house. Kind of getting healed up for tomorrow. Want to get out there to the stadium. Want to have fun. In the interim, a reminder, uh, as we get things going here, it is a happy hour party starting pretty soon at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Tom's already there, but if you're working till 5, that's all right. Swing on by, man. Get on over there. There are plenty of people already Call it uh, time for the uh, weekend to begin and work to end. They're there now watching baseball, watching the Masters, you name it. It's all on the uh, Vegas wall there. Of course, you got the outside deck. It's beautiful outside. So you're going to want to be able to participate in that as well. By the way, if you're watching on War Champ TV, don't forget to like and subscribe and share. Let everybody know where to find us. And if you're listening on 93.3, thanks so much. We appreciate you as always. All right, so it's countdown to spring game tomorrow. We'll be uh, ready to go with uh, plenty of coverage. Myself and Tom will get things started over there. Hotel Indigo is a, uh, a little bit of a, a meet and greet prior to the pregame show, beginning at 1 o'clock, uh, 1 to 3. It should be a good time. I know that. I, we're always excited. There's always a buzz in the air, especially when the weather's great like this and you have so many people in town coming back, celebrate, get a little taste of football, a little glimpse of football to uh, tide you over till we get into the fall. Uh, and, and really this year into August because, you know, season starts a little earlier this year. So this will do that. We'll have the pregame show. Then the watch along with Gene and Tom. If you're going into the stadium and uh, joining the rest of us to uh, watch this game in person, don't forget the postgame call-in show after the game as well uh, where you can kind of weigh in with your thoughts and feelings and all that good stuff. So meet and greet, pregame show, all of it. And, of course, today it all begins right now. Head on over to Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. All right, so I wish I could be there. I wish I was with Tom. I wish I was going to be there later tonight. I'm trying to rest up and get right before uh, tomorrow because out of nowhere I got waylaid by whatever's going around town. So we'll see. 
Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen. I, I want to be. I want to go to the Hotel Indigo, Tom, because I saw the setup. I saw the pictures. I saw what it was going to look like, and I'd, I'd like to be there. But I don't. Want to be yeah, the ease. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a long day tomorrow. It's um, an easy instruction. You just go to Hotel Indigo's lobby, uh, and immediately when you enter to the right, you'll see elevators. Take them to the seventh floor. Loop around to the right, and you will find us on the outdoor deck. They are going to have a buffet set up for everybody. They're going to have a cash bar set up as well. Uh, it's one of those areas that's used for private functions. It's not necessarily like a, a 24-7 you know, restaurant and grill and bar. So they're opening it up for us, and they're opening it up for all of you tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. And I do have to comment on one thing at the CP here. Unfortunately, I am treated to the baritones of one Michael K on Yes Network this afternoon, and that's not ideal. But other than that, it's perfect here, so come on out. <laughs> you know, I agree with you, by the way. His is the voice uh, and style. More importantly, it's the style. See ya. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's annoying. It's the style. Uh, it, well, also, for years, the Yankees radio team was the worst in baseball, too. It was awful. You have that 4,000-year-old man who sucks. He's still there. The, oh, he's the worst. They got two 80-year-olds, I think, now there. And then uh, Susan's there, too. It's not even age, ageism or sexism. They just suck at their jobs, and they've had them forever. Yeah, um, well, you know who's lost his fastball, sadly? Gary for the Mets. He's not as good anymore. It's, it's starting. It's about time. Probably the next five years, it's over. Yeah, well, these things happen, man. It's, it's heartbreaking when you notice it, though, right? The key mm. is knowing when to get out at the right time. Yep. Speaking of which, I saw Hall of Fame legend, Gene Deckeroff the other day on the field went up and congratulated him and put my arm around him. There, there you go. He knows it's time to walk. He's ready to go. He's happy. He, that's such that's a, a hell of a career. Ah, uh, it's such a sudden and sad thing. You would think that you know, not that he would for himself ask for the accolades of one final run, but you would think the announcement would come with one more foot, foot, uh, full football season, rather, you know, on his ledger. And for the announcement to come down, whatever it was a month ago, and then he says the spring game is it. Man, I feel like his final call shouldn't be a spring game, but okay. I hope well, that sign-off is a memorable one. Yeah, but think about it. He'll be calling the Bucks winning their third Super Bowl uh, and the opportunity to celebrate with all of us yet another championship in Tampa Bay, the city of champions. And, you know, to me, that's um, that's a glorious way for him to end it. You know, Florida State's not winning the national championship this year. Florida State's not going to the college football playoff. Florida State's not winning the ACC championship. My man – He's going to be covering a world champion in the form of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the perfect way to kind of send it on off. Well, if that's the case, then sure. He, he couldn't have scripted it any better. And those are his beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not that he doesn't love the Knowles and isn't, uh, you know, one of the top Knowles that ever lived in terms of passion for the program, but he loves the hell out of the Bucs too. That's not a day-to-day -day job for him. That is an absolute passion. So hopefully he gets to walk out that way. I've told the story. Uh, he does love the Bucks, and I, I tell that story all the time. He, it's hard to make Gene Decker off mad. I, I made him mad at me briefly. <laughs> that should just, be on your resume for the future. Well, you could put a few of those in there, right, that I ostracized the fan base briefly for some criticisms of a legend like Bobby Bowden and pissed off Gene Decker off. <laughs> yeah, but that's not hard to do. If you, if you come out against Bobby Bowden, you're going to piss off Knowles. Like, that's expected to make Gene Deckerhoff mad at you is really really hard it was temporary it was one night it was at a bar and it was he and i talking about the bucks that's all it was i mean it can happen it wasn't like a long-standing feud it was a disagreement and by the way mr deckerhoff if you're listening you know i love you 
uh, I was right. I was right. It was a, it was a, I had, I was a criticism of John Gruden that turned out to be valid, <laughs> but he wanted none. He wanted to hear none of it at that time. That's poppycock, Jeff. <laughs> he, no, it was funny. He was talking. And my favorite part is because he's, well, because he's always an announcer, always a broadcaster, his anger was within the confines of play-by-play voice Gene Deckeroff, which made it all the funnier. So he, he concluded his argument with me, I was just at one buck place, and it was so classic. It was... <laughs> now, Jeff, I was just at one buck place. You couldn't be more wrong yeah. at the 25-yard line. It was fantastic. The fact that he threw in one buck place just as if he would, as if it was a, a broadcast. I, mean, I was like, okay, well, that's, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? You want another one? What do we do here? I don't even know. I'm getting, I'm getting up. You want another one? Yeah, Ryan's got a point. You fired his cannons. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah, cannons fired is good. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. And luckily, uh, luckily, there was no uh, resentment uh, after that. He, he took it in. I don't think Gene's capable, unless you really are you know, a bad person or something. I think he's capable of, of not liking somebody. He's just that kind of gregarious. But it should be noted, I bring him up, not for that personal story, but rather because he will be calling the spring game, right? So he's, uh, it's it's one last call. You're right. It shouldn't be uh, a spring game that, that you know, he calls, he calls it a day. But Gene's not the kind of guy that wants all the adulation and all that. So I, I, I understand, man. I think if you're sitting around and, and, you, uh, and it hits you that, you don't want to do it anymore, then get out. Don't force it because broadcasting is one of those things, Tom. Oh. It's, you know, I mean, when it starts to go and you don't have the passion, everybody can tell. Well, and, and those are two different things. It's not always the same thing. You know, right. if you don't care to be there, like remember the very brief stint of Bruce Arians on CBS Sunday football. I mean, Woo. I think I think he loved the idea of doing the job. And then when he got there, he's like, this sucks. I don't want to be here. And every time NFL Red Zone would go over to one of his games, I, I'd know it was Bruce because I'm like, oh, well, here's a person who doesn't care to do anything today. He's like, yeah, that's what they should do on third down. Yeah. Well, well thanks for that cutting edge analysis, Bruce. We kind of need you to carry about 10 more seconds, will you please? He, it's because he wanted to be on the sidelines again, and he got that opportunity. So there, there's, there's all of that. On the sidelines tomorrow will be four Seminole legends and uh, former players, of course, and they'll be doing the coaching, and I wish them well. It should be fun. I, there's only so much you can do to spruce up the spring game. What are you most looking forward to? I, I ask this of the fans in a lot of, way, uh, a lot of ways because – for me, it, it really is a, a couple of things, and it usually has to do with boring talking points for a talk show, and that is there are certain backups that I want to see perform in a way that gives me some confidence that as we move forward, you have quality depth at certain positions. For starting at quarterback, I mean, uh, to me, the biggest thing I want to see is how well does Tate Rodemaker, who by all accounts, yours, mine, and everybody who's been at those practices – has had an exceptional spring in the way of growth. When he has had time to throw, there have been days flatly stated that he was the better quarterback. There have been days, not every day, but there have been days where he was the better quarterback. That's how much he's improved and how far he's come. But all of us, the press, the fans, and I'm sure even these coaches, and to some degree, maybe even Tate, we need to see it. It has to happen when there's a little bit of pressure, when the lights are supposedly on, right? When there is 
a lot of eyes on you to make a play that is there. He's got to do it because he's done it all through this spring. Yeah, and, you know, there are certain players and certain receivers that quarterbacks seem to fit pretty well with. Like, I remember when um, Christian Ponder took over the job and, and with Rodney Smith for big plays, they just kind of seemed to, to be simpatico. Um, for those big throws down the field. Obviously, Jameis loved KB early in games. He got him involved early in games and sometimes for really big plays like the one on the road at Clemson. And I'm not comparing you know, greatness necessarily uh, by t- taking those quarterback-receiver combinations with what we have currently. But you know, Ja'Kai Douglas and Jordan Travis clearly see the field the same way. It looks like Micah Pittman and Jordan Travis are, are developing that chemistry as well. But then Kentron and Tate, there's something about 88 and 18 they play very well together, so I hope that they can connect on a couple of plays so people can see not only what we have seen from Tate Rodemaker and a continuation of the confidence in the backup quarterback as he gains confidence in himself, but then also some of these forgotten returning players. And receiver has a lot of forgotten returning players. I think Pokey Wilson's had a nice camp. I feel like he's had a nice camp every single camp he's been here for the last 10 years. The coaching staff always points it out, but we've seen it with our own eyes. Kentron, obviously. And then if I'm going to throw a, a transfer in there, Trey Benson has said that he's had to stop instead of getting to full speed because of the nature of a drill they're running or the scrimmage or whatever it is in 11-on-11. 11 11. They'll blow the whistles and he doesn't get to go full speed and make a decision about trucking a guy or just getting to that tip-top uh, speed, which is one of the fastest on the team. If Trey Benson gets a chance to break one outside for a huge gain, I want to see what that looks like. I want to see what his fifth gear looks like. That could be very exciting because that is a giant dude who moves that fast. And a likable kid. I, I got to tell you that uh, he's been fun to talk to or listen to talk um, in these post-game and post-practice sessions. There was one the other day, and he was great. Again, um, that's an affable, hard-working, fun-loving kid. You can tell he loves football. He's excited to be healthy again. Uh, I'm really excited to see uh, how he how he plays. You know, that's a position group that's a lot better than any of us thought it would be coming into spring. And that's an encouraging development. You know, I think the other part about this is that Benson, in a lot of ways, has really brought out the best in Treshawn Ward. Ward has always practiced hard. Ward has always played hard. He's had to. He's been given nothing. He was a walk-on. And he's had to find his way into this starting unit. And I get the sense that he's been challenged by Benson. Maybe not verbally by Benson himself, but by Benson's play. And when Ward gets a chance to shine – he goes for it because he knows he's in a battle for that one spot at running back. He just is. I think Benson's been that good that he could supplant him as the number one guy. Now, they're going to rotate lots of guys, but I think that he knows he's got to fight for it, and that's what you've wanted. That's what we've wanted at every position. They've got it at running back. Well, well, yeah, I, I think you could list everybody at running back on the, the two deep or whatever, You just your roster for the spring because they don't really do it too deep. And if they made a play tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. Because even DJ Williams had another nice day yesterday, and we noticed that last week. DJ Williams is coming on, and he's got a role as well. He can be a short yardage player just like Trey Benson can, uh, but he's also got a little bit of burst to him. So CJ Campbell uh, Campbell has had a very good camp. Rodney Hill has had some significant moments in camp. Treshawn Ward's been good. Benson's been good. DJ Williams of late. Any one of those guys steps up and makes a play for us tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked. Again, it'll just be it's nice because even though we're not responsible for what happens every day in practice, not even close, it's almost like we want you guys, all of you out there, to be able to see what we've been seeing. 
I know that's how the coaches feel when they do a spring game. But even as a media member, I feel that way. I'm like, look, you're going to enjoy what this guy does at this position or what Tatum Bethune looks like sideline to sideline. I just want everybody to see that. And I hope tomorrow, because we'll say it on Monday if it isn't, I hope tomorrow is a good representation of what we've seen so far. You just can't control that, though. Hopefully it is. Brian writes, I've been out of pocket for several weeks, been unable to listen. How does the special teams play look since it was so horrible last year? We did a joke about this yesterday. Tom just alluded to some of those things just now. I, you know, you can't know in practice, uh, Brian. You, you can't know. It, it, last year in practice, they looked like gangbusters. They drilled everything uh, over and over again, and they got into games and nobody caught the ball and none of the blocking schemes mattered. None of the intensity of those drills that we saw every day in practice mattered because if you don't catch the damn ball, it makes no difference how quickly you get back to your spot, how technique sound you are in blocking it up. you got to catch it and return it. I mean, it's, it's that simple. I do believe they have a couple guys that can catch it and, and do something with it. And Micah Pittman's one of those guys. So, um, you know, I, I think they have that. Now, that's, that's half the battle. I don't. Yeah. I, I had no doubt that the fundamentals from the blocking scheme and, and and in the return game were sound. They just never caught the ball. I I'm not so sure on kick returns. Um, we had so many low IQ things that happened last year on special teams. It was just unbelievable. It looked like um, I don't even know what. I th- I'll bet D three schools do it better. But I mean, we're gonna rave about Mastromano being able to punt with both feet. Okay, <laughs> like whatever. Well, I mean, the, Who cares? The, the, the announcers raved about that. I don't know that anybody here did. Yeah, I think Papuchas did a little bit, and I, I I like John Fine, and, and he's uh, he's a good coach. But um, you know, think about like the walking out of the end zone kick returns. Like, who coaches that? What the hell is that? That's terrible. Not catching the ball uh, on punt returns. Our coverage units were bad. Our blocking, I think, a kick return was bad. It's just across the board pretty terrible. Now, the hope is that as you get better players in here in the incoming class, that you create the depth necessary to fortify the ranks of special teams because it's not all starters. You need some other good players, too. If you're thin at linebacker, that's going to hurt special teams. Like, straight up, you know, you need some of those backup linebackers to be able to make plays in kick returns. And then, obviously, if you're thin or, or not that talented or not fast enough at corner or defensive back, safety, well, then your gunner play isn't that great either. I think we've gotten better at defensive back, linebacker. I know we've gotten faster and better at wide receiver in the return game, especially with Pittman. But I think the depth is building there. It's just they drilled it so much last year, you would have thought they would have been a top five special teams uh, group in the country. They were bottom five. They were just awful. We'll know in the fall. Tom, right behind you, the Yankees just supplied a dong. Who was that who uh, who who hit the dong? Do you know? You know, the I've got such good, uh, he- uh, such good headset. It was a Yankee Stadium job. It's a, an oppo line drive to right field that probably went 314 feet and got over the wall. But I did hear the see ya. So it's, oh, so it's baseball season now. So you threw up a little bit in your mouth. I did uh, a little bit. I got yeah, through my yeah. point without throwing up all the way. Though. That's pretty no, good. I just, I just wanted to note that there were dongs behind you, and, and I wanted to know oh, who it you. was. Wait a minute. What is this, the legend of Dewey Cox? The, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what that sounds like. Yeah. It's the legend of Eric Llewellyn and I broadcasting in New Orleans. Walk hard. 
Oh, it was Stanton. It was Stanton who hit the dong. Um, all right. So, anyhow, yeah, it was a line drive, although at least he's hit, capable of hitting them out of any park. So what I have in front of me is all master stuff, like I mean, on the far side televisions, and then obviously I've got one right in front of me here. So, yeah, it's just Michael Kay and the Yankees and the Red Sox behind me. But it's nice to have that sound back, though. I, you know, even if it is him, it just it's yeah, nice to have baseball have back. Yeah, baseball back. Agreed. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Tom's at the Corner Pocket Bar Grill. I'm at home. I wish I were there. You can be there. You should go there. Leave work now. Make it on down to Appalachian Parkway and turn into the CP and get you a tall, cold one and say this is for Jeff Cameron. More of the show in a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 jeff cameron show libations friday lucy goosey edition of the program believe tiger woods is even par now on the uh, day bogey number one uh par the par five so it's just an indicator of how difficult everything is out there right now i know that and um you know people you know what's fun about this um it, the fields kind of come back you know and, that, and that's that's what's fun as you watch this thing it's kind of a little bit of a feel uh to the u.s open tom don't you think yeah, this has been a really interesting spring. It's not just here, you know, in Tallahassee where we've had a lot of windy and cool days. It's been that way in the region and it's made some of this golf not ridiculous, but just a lot harder than you typically see. Again, I go back to the players that Saturday just being that's a joke. That was crazy. And then today in Augusta this afternoon is going to be the same where you have sustained winds in the 20s and gusts upwards of 35 or 40 miles an hour trying to hit to those tabletop greens um it's going to be a bit of a massacre out there so if tiger or anybody can get in around one or two over at the end of today i think they're going to be in business uh, tiger again in a position on number three where he's got to get up and down but i think that's just going to be the the theme for everybody today is you know get up and down when you can make those six footers and then if there's a gust of wind hope it's in the correct direction not the wrong direction because you could be in the trees or in the water yeah, I'm going to give you an indicator of just how difficult it's playing. Charles Schwartzel today did go three under in round two, and he's tied for third, and he is three under for the tournament. Now, uh, from there, you look at Cam Smith is on the course right now. So far today, he's plus one. Sung J.M. today, uh, plus one on his afternoon. He's at minus four for the tournament, tied for first place. Danny Willett is one under on the day. Here are just, and I won't give names, but here you go. 
Uh, suffice to say, Scheffler, Johnson, Berger, all these guys, just it's plus one, minus one, plus one, even, minus one, minus one, even, even, plus one, plus one, plus two, plus two, minus one, even. Plus. That's today, man. Nobody's going anywhere. That's what that looks like. Yeah, in pristine conditions, this is a course where you can shoot 66 or 67 without breaking much of a sweat because of all the scoring opportunities in the back nine. It's just today's not that day. And apparently, uh, my buddy Kevin, who does this stuff for DFS, he said Saturday is going to be a lot like this. So you might see some numbers near par, and, and that's happened before. I think it was Zach Johnson that won the Masters at, at an over par score. Uh, but I think you're going to be seeing you know, two or three under at the end of today or tomorrow for the tournament is going to be a really, really good score. If you remember that tournament, that Masters is, at that time, we described it as the ultra-conservative approach to playing golf because on every single par five, he laid up, and he trusted his hands, and he trusted his putting stroke, and he was able to get close enough to knock down those putts and either birdie or par those holes without being aggressive and not having the length. It's fascinating, though. We've learned since that that's actually an aggressive approach to playing golf. It's adhering to a game plan no matter the conditions, no matter the situation, no matter the pressure, right? And hitting the shot that you planned on hitting before you ever stepped foot on the grounds and confronted those sorts of conditions. We learned from Trey Jones. He was like, if your spot is here, you have to hit to there. That's called being aggressive within the game plan you played for yourself. Well, I suspect that a lot of game plans have shifted radically since they've arrived. Dustin Johnson cannot hit a driver. He is currently hitting nothing but three wood. The one driver he did hit, he yanked a million miles left, and he put it back in his bag. He's not going to hit driver. When was the last time Dustin Johnson, perhaps the most lethal driver on tour when he's right, decided he can't hit driver? Now, that's a swing problem, but nonetheless, the conditions are such, too, where you're not being overly rewarded. It's interesting. I, I To watch these guys have to – I guess enact a different way of going about the course right now because of these winds and how dry the greens are getting now with the crosswinds. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think eight definitely plays as a uh, layup hole or, or three-shot par five just by definition because you're going up the hill. And 15 already was because they lengthened that hole and they changed the, you know, the way it was structured. Only a handful of people went after it yesterday in two, and fewer succeeded, obviously. So I think those two holes are, are three-shot par fives. Two you can kind of get funny with if you want to, but then 13, unless you hit a perfect tee ball, even though that hole is short, if the wind's blowing the wrong way, don't even try it. Because, again, you know, this is in the weeds with golf, but if you've got a 16-feet square area that you can land a golf ball, would you rather try that with a four iron or five iron or how about a wedge right right take the right. with the wind take the wedge flight it down and make it happen but this is going to be a fun thing to watch this weekend because you're right i think it is somewhere between a masters that we typically see especially with the crowds back which is awesome the patrons back but uh and a u.s open it's it's somewhere in between those two things Big weekend for Florida State baseball on the road. The series is not nearly as sexy as the series that you're going to get in softball, which is a much more intriguing matchup, number three versus number five. But these two ACC clubs are both struggling. Florida State finally getting off the side and winning after losing five straight. They had to do it in extra innings, uh, a walk-off win against Stetson. Um, again, you know, winning games when you're in the midst of a five-game losing streak is all that matters. Now they go to Atlanta, and you know, Georgia Tech started this year like they were going to be a problem in the ACC because they beat Georgia out of the SEC, and they had a great series. I believe it was a sweep over Virginia Tech, Tom, at that time. Um, 
but then they, then it went south, and they're looking to get right. Um, and Georgia Tech's been able to score, so you've got good pitching for Florida State against good hitting, but Georgia Tech hasn't been able to get any stops. So here's what I'm going to tell you. If for some reason Florida State doesn't hit this weekend, um, then I'm not going to expect them really to hit at all the rest of the year. I mean, we've got a huge sample size. We're at a crossroads now. Georgia Tech is not an elite pitching club. Well, what was interesting is in the preseason, in your interview with Meat, he said that the guys had bought into a certain approach to use all fields. Remember, he said it took him a while. It was almost like um, he was he was relaying info as though he was like a drill sergeant, where he's saying, "I got to break you in order to get you to do what we need you to do and, and listen to the principles that we need you to listen to." I wonder if they're second guessing themselves because there are so many times where you can see mentally our guys in the batter's box are tying themselves in knots before a pitch is even thrown. You know, it's been a hallmark of this program that has pissed me off for a long time. Backwards, K, when you really can't afford to strike out looking, you know, swing the bat, especially if it's down the middle. We just look like our, we're out of sequence, like we're looking for the wrong pitches or we're looking in the wrong part of the zone. But whatever it is, you, you know, when, when you go team-wide in a slump, and that's kind of a rare thing. Even though baseball is a, a game of failure, you don't usually see all of your guys going through a slump at the same time. It's just not – it's hard. Not to get uh, extra frustrated. It's almost like you talking about in football, there's nothing more emasculating than not being able to stop the run on yeah. defense. When you look like you're mentally beaten when it gets to two strikes or that, that 50-50 call is always a called strike rather than a ball, and you can kind of see it in their eyes that this is going to be a tough go, that makes it all the harder to watch. So hopefully they improve it this weekend and then again come back here and give a good effort on Tuesday night at home against Florida. Yeah, win the game. Uh, really quickly, I'll say this. People sometimes think I'm not critical. I'm not quick to hit the panic button in baseball the way most fans are. And I think our fan base tends to look at baseball the same way they look at football, which is foolish. But that said, uh, if you're going to rip meat, you can this year more than most. He revamped the lineup, went in, brought players in that were supposed to be contact-oriented, a little bit more contact-oriented. They can't hit 2-0 fastballs. Uh, That is unforgivable. You work so hard to get – leverage you work to get 3-1 you work to get 2-0 if you get a 2-0 fastball and you're sitting dead red and you can't hit it and it's not being thrown by Nolan Ryan then I don't I, I don't know what's going on then that that tells me your approach and I don't mean meets per se but whatever it is he's told these guys has not gotten home it's not working because there were guys who hit fastballs and hunted fastballs previous that aren't able to hit them now this whole thing has been odd to watch transpire. I know that there's a weight of a slump that begins to affect one guy, then another guy, then another guy, and if you press in baseball, you're screwed. But, man, I'm tired of looking at 2-0 fastballs, 3-1 fastballs, not even fouled off, just not even contacted, Tom. That can't yeah. happen. That can't happen. Agreed, and, that, and that's the thing where you can't be afraid to say in that situation, hey, hitting coach, the hell. Because we thought we were going to fix this uh, strikeout ratio last year or whatever, the, the rate, and it's above where it was last year, which is not good considering you brought in a, a lot of new dudes to avoid this. You know, that there are some young players in this lineup that they're going to grow and they're going to get better, but there are other guys you brought in precisely to be something different than what we had last year. So come on now. Let, let's get it done. Pitching looks good. Let's meet it with some bats. See if they do. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 
The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at FSUHomeLoans.com. Since I was in the stands for spring football, watching Dan Kendra alter the course of Florida State football uh, as he was injured on a play in which he was live, fully live back in the day. That's how these things went. Everybody was live. It resembled a game. And um, I remember the injury. I remember sitting in the stands that day and I remember thinking, well, that's a problem. Of course, I couldn't have known that uh, a guy that had been on the cover of Sports Illustrated as our future quarterback would go on to have success as a fullback um, and, and, and actually was a, a decent one at that. Um, the, these games don't play out that way anymore, and that's a good thing, but it does make it a challenge to keep it interesting. And, uh, you know, I know Coach Norbell is doing his best to introduce different things. This year, though, I will say when you're not a great football team and you're trying to get better and there are – pieces of the puzzle that a lot of people haven't seen that does provide a level of intrigue for the spring game that might not otherwise be there. If you had a lot of returning starters uh, and a, and a talented group that you knew really only had two or three games that were going to be pivotal to their seasonal outcome. Yeah. Well, first of all, did you see the, on Twitter, the story that Ian Rappaport had about Dan Kendra? No, I I didn't realize that Ian had a story. I don't know if he was working on the beat or whatever, but he said that um, he remembered covering Kendra at a combine and there's an alliteration there. And, and Kendra was doing a leg press and uh, a blood vessel in his eye popped. Yeah, I remember that. While he was doing it. Well, Ian was there, apparently. So he never forgot it. And I didn't expect to see a Dan Kendra story from an NFL insider that breaks news for a living like Adam Schefter. But I saw that this morning. I thought that was pretty funny. So the, uh, the, the he had that happen more than once. He would frequently do leg presses of uh, insane amounts of weight. And uh, it would, you know, he'd look like the Incredible Hulk. And then he would kind of get up. And uh, there were times, yeah, his eyes were bloodshot because of it. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> by the way, when we talk about injuries and going full bore or not, I do uh, – I crack up laughing. Uh, Ryan writes, can we put green jerseys on the offensive line this week? And I, I'm half inclined to agree that group is uh, injury prone, to say the least. And that's the one thing that I think has to change to where we get a group that's tougher and stronger and more capable of sustaining health uh, despite the, the ugly and physical nature of their jobs. Uh, that, that's been the one disappointment this spring. They have had to, to go after each other every day in practice, sometimes a little hamstrung by guys missing time here or there. We're not allowed to give specifics, but Hamilton is re- – oh, Hamilton, listen to me. I'm thinking of Hamilton Home Loans, the legendary team, Chad and Shannon. No, I, I, I think those guys have, yeah, uh, alluded to this, <clears throat> uh, Coach Norbell, that is, uh, about camp and, and the difficulties uh, at times because guys missing days here and there. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that makes it difficult. And it will make it difficult to have any sort of fluidity to the spring game, I, I would believe, as well. Yeah, but, you know, still, there, there are things that we talked about with, uh, you know, the transfers and the early enrollees that you can get excited about it because it's not just about transfers at receiver or linebacker. Like, if I'm a fan and I've, I've read a lot of what we do here at Warchant.com, I want to see Daniel Lyons. I want to see Bishop Thomas. I want to see Azariah Thomas. I want to see Sam McCall. 
And those players have a really good chance to make big plays tomorrow as well. Like, I remember when I first started covering Florida State, it was for a different network, and um, we spring camp was my first first assignment. We talked about how early enrollees were like the best thing that could have happened to spring football for intrigue and clicks because Florida State was okay, but they were getting better under Jimbo. Now the transfer portal makes spring practice even more relevant than ever before because you're bringing in ready-made contributors. So that's the thing that makes this game more relevant to me than in years past is they hit on the portal. That It was a proof of concept that they know how to evaluate kids that can come into this program and contribute immediately. So you have that rolling in. You have early enrollees rolling in from this class. A.J. Duffy's going to get some time tomorrow. There are a lot of reasons when you think about it that tomorrow is very interesting and, and we'll tell you a little bit about the future of this program this fall. Yeah, and the um, the, the problem with the younger guys getting in and, and us getting excited about them is, again, if you're doing – like the guys you just named when you talked about Lions and, and, and Bishop Thomas, I agree with you. We've seen them do it in our – practice sessions even against the first teamers when they've had opportunities they've kind of shined at times when they're doing it tomorrow against guys that are second third string then i don't know that we can really learn a lot and that's that's the only that's the only problem i don't know how many of the guys up front that are considered quote-unquote starters are going to play tomorrow i don't think any of us do we do know that it looks like a couple of them will be out and they've been very close to the best and careful with some other guys so if a guy doesn't play tomorrow on the offensive line i'm speaking to you ryan anybody else who has those concerns it doesn't necessarily mean they're hurt like permanently. It doesn't really mean that they have something that's devastating. It could just mean that they're doing what you want them to do, which is not putting them in harm's way. Yeah, agreed. It's not always the same thing. And one thing I can note, because we get to see practice, a reason to be excited about specifically Daniel Lyons, he's gone up in one-on-ones and uh, group drills where it's just the trenches against some names that will be playing for us significantly this year and won those reps. That might not be the case tomorrow when they go good on good and they rotate bodies in and out. But for that specific player, he already, even though he has no fundamentals about him, at least up to the, the standard of Odell Hagens, who has been driven nuts a few times in individual drills, he knows how to play and he knows how to get by somebody and get into the backfield. So I look forward to that. But yeah, if you're looking for immediate contributors, you're looking at the defensive backs. 20 would be the first among those early enrollees that could really contribute right away. Azaria Thomas. We'll see what kind of important reps he gets tomorrow, but I've got a sneaking suspicion he might be in some high-leverage situations, so it'll be fun to see. The uh, incoming players, not transfer portal players, but the recruits that did come here, the ones who didn't disappoint us on signing day and go from being sure things to devastating uh, uh, betrayals, um, those individuals um, – have been correctly assessed. Like, I don't think they've really whiffed on too many guys here. I mean, even the younger guys that won't play this year and don't need to play this year, you're like, ooh, I, li- I like where that's going. I mean, we've said that a lot at this camp. That means that if they step it up at wide receiver, and I'm looking at you, Ron Dugans, if they step it up at wide receiver and get some yeses, they're doing a good job of evaluation. Yes. Um, if they were guests on... Solving for the future, which you can hear right here on Thursdays on the Jeff Cameron Show. ISF. I think if they were guests during those segments, specifically Mike, you'd say, how do you do it? Because you do solve for the future. Just tell us how. Because evaluation-wise, it's really a tough place to be when you're at Florida State at this specific time. Because you can get good players, but you might not be able to get the best of the best. If LSU, Alabama, well, why do I start with LSU? That's wrong. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State right, come yeah. calling first. 
you're, they're probably going to say yes to those institutions given what they have NIL-wise. So in that intermediate blue chip to high three-star range, can you make the right call? And they've done that so far. I mean, the hit rate, it gives me hope, for example, man, for the offensive line, the other three kids that are coming in this summer, I see why the Kenny, Kenia Charlton is here. I see why Daughtry Richardson is here. So the next three with Sap and Armella and the, the one other offensive lineman I can't name right now, it's just I have faith in what they're doing and what they're seeing and circling. These are people that we can reasonably get right now, given where we are as a program, and they can still help us. That is a fine line to walk, but they're doing it quite well. Kenia Charlton's a kid that has to lose all the bad weight. He's great uh, as, up front as a, as a run blocker. He's terrible as a pass blocker right now, and that's because he's uh, behemoth. He, he's got to lose weight. Um, it's good that you got a guy that size. You'd rather – it's the classic giddy-up and whoa type thing. I mean, you do want him to be a big man when you bring him in here. Just He's got to lose weight. He is uh, slow because of that size. But, man, he's a road grader in the, in, in the run game. So you're right about that. I, I, I like that. Uh, we'll take a quick break, come back, wrap it up. I'll get you some probables out here. We'll sign off, and then you guys can all drink with Tom and Corey at uh, the CP. Yes, you can. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk It's Friday, loosey-goosey, less loosey-goosey than I would have liked, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It is spring football weekend. It is almost time for the spring game. Once again, let's look at the lineup. Post it up there, if you will, Director Matthew, as we get set to uh, party this weekend with fellow Knowles everywhere. If you're making your way into town, good to have you. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill this evening coming up. Yeah, really, you can go over there now if you want. If you're in town, you're already here. Don't have to wait till 5. Officially, the happy hour for more chant is from 5 to 6. Tom's holding up food. You have food over there. What is it? I need to unmute myself that, so I can speak. Yeah, these yeah. are the sausage bites, buddy, the Bradley bites. Get after it. Bradley yeah. sausage with a little spicy barbecue. So I know I can't interrupt you because of the sound mixing. and would go all garbled during probables. So I'm just going to chew on this and show the people how delicious they are when you list the probables in a minute. What a, what, what a sacrifice. What a sacrifice. I'm glad that you're, you're going to do that. Uh, yes, you can get that. You can get the shrimp. You can get uh, some delicious wings. Lots of good food at the CP. Obviously, plenty of beers to choose from and a gazillion televisions and like-minded knolls everywhere. So make your way over off of Appalachian Parkway, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill for a happy hour. And then tomorrow, 12 to 3, we'll be at Hotel Indigo. 1 to 3 is the pregame show. Myself and Tom Lang, I'm hoping to make that. Let's knock on wood that I feel better tomorrow than I do currently. Uh, there's the watch-along party. Gene and Tom will do that for you at 5 o'clock, obviously, as the spring game gets underway. Um, and so that pregame show turns into a watch party, which turns into a postgame call-in show after the game with Gene and Tom as well. So we've got you covered here at Warchant.com for all your spring game festivities. Now, aforementioned probables let's fire it up matthew it's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables 
Some of these games obviously already underway. Red Sox-Yanks, I think, tied at three in the Bronx with a bunch of home runs in this game. Nathan Avaldi and Garrett Cole, your starters there. White Sox-Tigers, Lucas Giolito, Eduardo Rodriguez. By the way, our thanks to North Florida Payroll Services. You know we love you, North Florida Payroll Services. Athletics, Phils, Frankie Montas, Aaron Noah, Orioles, Rays, John Means, Shane McClanahan, McClanahan, Dodgers, Rockies, Walker Bueller. Oh! Trapper Keeper. (laughs) Kyle Freeland goes for the Rockies. Mariners, Twins, Robbie Ray. Hey, again? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Ryan starting for the Twins. Marlins, Giants, Sandy Alcantara, Logan Webb, Mets, Nats, Max Scherzer, Josiah Gray, Rangers, Blue Jays, John Gray, Jose Berrios, Reds, Braves, Rivera, San Martin, and Charlie Morton, Astros, Angels, Jake Odorizzi, Reed Detmers, Padres, D-backs, Sean Manaya, Merrill Kelly still out here doing his thing, and Brewers-Cubs postponed. They'll make that up. When they do, it'll be Brandon Woodruff and Justin Steele, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Thanks to North Florida Payroll Services. Thanks to Orange Theory Fitness. Thanks to Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Thanks to Metro Deli. Thanks to you. Thanks to, obviously, T-Spark Roofing and Construction. Thanks to Hamilton Home Loans. Thanks to all of you. The love. It's palpable, baby. We feel it. Yes. I was hey. not able to get to everybody that I wanted to today. The Metro Deli um, little koozies here for the golf tournament are in. I'm going to put that up to the camera there. But those are sweet. Look at that. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Look at that. Well done, Metro Deli. Here's your little logo placement. Yes, yeah. sir. I want like 10 of those for the Cameron household. Those yeah, are fantastic. Yeah. We can do that for you. We've got enough for you. They're fantastic. Yeah. I love them. They yeah, give a couple out today at the CP, too. Why not? Yeah, you should. Uh, also, I would tell you that the um, the those, those koozies look great, but so do the tumblers. The tumblers look good, too. We don't have yeah, those to show for you. We don't. No, those will be ready. I, we, we have a couple of the prototypes to use uh, official terminology um, done, but by Thursday, those are going to be all set. So everybody who participates in the golf tournament is going to get all of that, plus free booze. It's, this time next week, actually think about it. This time next week, we will be at the Corner Pocket enjoying our post-round celebration. It'll be a good time. We are one week from today uh, going to be in a great mood. Uh, I, will, I will hydrate between now and then, it will be uh, uh, six straight days of hydrating. And I don't mean the wink, wink, nod, nod type of hydrating. I'm actually going to hydrate. I'm going, I'm going to try to get it together. I, I got to make sure I'm right because I'm ready for us to go out there and play a great round at Capital City Country Club, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah. The pressure's on Director Matthew, who hasn't played since like a year or two ago. So we need to get him out there. If that means that maybe on Monday I run the, the video, he needs to get out there and go. We need a good yeah. player. Oh, well, man, you just offered up a day off for him is what you did right there. Not man. really. He knows yeah. He knows. there's a sarcasm font. <laughs> well, I have a suspicion that uh, you're going to go. Oh, there it is. 
you're gonna get a little extra music here at the end because i'm done i'm shot i put in my two hours i've got nothing more nothing left that's all it is uh for tom lang and uh and director matthew i'm jeff thanks for watching everybody it's been a pleasure hopefully i'll see you guys out there this weekend but uh, go enjoy yourself have fun go by the cp it'll be a good time out there take care everybody good old